Welcome back to the couch, everybody. Welcome to our divisional round reaction, fellas. We saw some awesome football this weekend. We saw the young QBs, CJ Stroud and Jordan Love's runs come to an end. We saw the Lions advance to their first NFC Championship game since 91. And we saw an instant classic in the Chiefs versus the Bills. Who who wants to start uh, with their apology to the Chiefs first? Zwick or Butsy? Who wants to who wants to go? Um, I would like to. It's on the record saying that I was thinking about the Chiefs last episode, <laughs> so I don't think that I need to apologize. But Butsy definitely needs to apologize. Um, I refuse to apologize. I can't. I can't. I I can't make up for Sean McDermott's fucking whatever that goes on in his brain. Uh, and then Tyler Bassman is going to feel goal. I have no control over that. The Chiefs did not win that game. The Bills lost that game. There's a big difference in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the Bills played better. I really did. They, they, you know, they forced that fumble through the back of the end zone. That was a really great play by Poyer. That's um, a good rule, and, too. And then I'm going to freak out. I'm about to freak out. The, the, fake, the fake punt to DeMar Hamlin, I don't know what in God's name Sean McDermott thought was going was going to happen. Um, but I'd have never seen a... a direct snap fake punt work in a big game. Like I've never seen that play work. Um, and the fact that it's a DeMar Hamlin is kind of just, it's, it's kind of funny. It's a little, um, funny. it's a little funny because like, the did he, about it. Did he think? Are, like, yeah. He, I don't, I, we don't need to get into it. We don't need to say it, but like, did he think that uh... <laughs> a little parting of the sea, a little Moses action for, for DeMar yeah. Hamlin to get the first down. I don't know what he thought was going to happen. <laughs> and then Tyler Bass, absolutely shanking field goal. I have no control over that. Um, Bills, okay, Bills, so Bills had a chance to win, and and they didn't, so they lost, and I guess that means the Chiefs won. But it is what it is. Mm. Mm. Zwick, do you have anything to say, or should I go? Uh, well, I'm I'm curious because you said you have no control over the Tyler Bass missed field goal. Is there something you had control over in this game, or was <laughs> yeah. it, or is it just specific things you didn't have? I had control over over most of the game. I felt um, <laughs> okay. I felt I felt like the game was uh, you know going to according to my game plan for for the majority mm. of it. Mm. Um, I was happy with what I was seeing on the field from the Bills. The fake punt and the missed field goal are just two things that I like. Again, I have no control over. <laughs> I don't back those decisions and back those actions. But basically, everything else besides that, I back. So, okay, all right. So, do you think that maybe if Allen had hit Diggs? on the underneath route instead of missing a throw to the end zone that maybe Tyler Bass would have had a better chance of hitting like a 30 yard field goal. Do you think that right, works? At the same time. Also, if, if Diggs brought his hands to the game, then this could have also been an entirely different outcome. Like, I mean, yeah. Josh Allen threw an absolute bucket to Diggs, like a, you know, 40 yard pass down field. And it went through Diggs hands like a fucking fifth graders. Uh, so that again, I have no control over that, right, guys? I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, true. Stefan Diggs was fun. I think, <laughs> I think we've seen the last of him in Buffalo. Yeah, he he did not have a very good game. Khalil Shakir, really, really surprisingly awesome performance. They kind of switched powers. Uh, I think it's absurd to say that Buffalo outplayed Kansas City in this game. I think Casey punted one time. Buffalo's defense was a mess. Casey moved the ball at will. And it seemed like whenever the Bills scored, the Chiefs were just going to answer. And they answered quicker than the Bills, too. Um, We knew that the Bills' defense was injured coming in, but we didn't know that, you know, Casey's offense was going to look that explosive. One punt. Bills dominated time of possession, but it's kind of partly because Casey was just scoring so fast and so easily. I also think Josh Allen played well. 
I think Mahomes played an easily better game. And you won't see that just by looking at the numbers, but I got some stats for you. This is from Next Ooh. Gen Stats. I have a fun Amazon, stat. By, by AWS. <laughs> Josh Allen completed all 16, 16 of his passes thrown behind the line of scrimmage, tied for the most completions behind the line of scrimmage. Good for him. <laughs> in a game in uh, the NGS era. Not sure what that means. Allen completed next, just... The next-gen stats. Next-gen next uh, stats, next stats era. That makes That's sense. bad book. Allen completed just 10 of 21 passes beyond the line of scrimmage for 95 yards and a touchdown. Only two completions were past the sticks. Is that a great quarterbacking game? I, I don't think... I thought he played well. Like I said, I thought he played well. He made some awesome plays. The touchdown pass to Shakir was unbelievable. thought he ran the ball very well. I think Buffalo was scared to trust Allen to throw the ball down the field. And and I know the run game was working, so there's no reason to go away from it. But I think you saw a little bit of scared play calling. I mean, I, partly, yes, because I think the Chiefs, like the Chiefs defense is very, very good. Like I never doubted the Chiefs defense at all. Like I knew that they were legit. And um, I understand the fear with letting Josh Allen throw the ball down the field. But like, I mean, he did do it to Diggs. He threw the ball downfield to Diggs and Diggs dropped the pass that could have set him up to win the game. So, I mean, I, I thought he played well. There was no mistakes. You know, there was no signature Josh Allen interception. Can we talk about that for a sec? Can we talk about oh my God. mishap for a sec? Tell the story. So uh, we're sitting there. It's like three, it's like four o'clock, four 30. We're watching the, uh, we're watching the Bucks lines game. It's at halftime. And all of a sudden, we all know Max, obviously, a uh, fearless leader of the podcast, who, you know, does little podcasting anymore. He's too corporate for us. <laughs> um, he texts us and says, oh, there's a signature Alan pick. And none of us really knew what the fuck he meant. So we kind of just let it go for a solid half hour. And then I think Zwick goes, hmm, like in our, in our group chat with the four of us. And it turns out Max was watching a rerun of the Bills Chiefs. Um <laughs> In Kansas City, which should have been the dead giveaway, while the Bucks Lions game was on, and he thought that that was the the main game, and he thought that was the game that that was on TV, um, which was very very humorous. We had we had a good laugh. All time, and saw it half hour, <laughs> and that's why he's not on the NFL show. That's why. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't know what game he was. Shout watching. out Max. <laughs> Shout out Max. However, unfortunately for Butsy, uh, there was the classic Josh Allen blunder. Hmm. He there? fumbled. He fumbled. That ball was bouncing around for quite oh, yeah. some time. But it didn't. Well, but it didn't. Did it hurt him? That, yeah, I mean, the ten yard penalty on the illegal batting. Oh true. yeah, sure. I guess yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but Rick. but I mean, even more than that. But you like, can blame that on Kincaid, maybe. Kincaid Come has on. to know to hit the ball backwards in that, in that, in that scenario, guys. I'm sure. I'm sure. Come like the Josh on. Allen fanboys would be like, ah, oh, like that's. You can't put that on Josh. <laughs> Kincaid has to bat it backwards. Oh, no. I mean, that is that is the classic Allen mistake, and they got lucky and they recovered it. I think Buffalo actually tried to give them a couple turnovers, and they kept recovering their own fumbles. I, I can't remember the other guys who were fumbling. but Diggs, Diggs fumbled very early on. Fumbled. It felt like the ball was slippery early. Like, I think I turned to Jordan yeah. early in the game, and I was like, is there, like, some fucking lube on the ball or something? That, that it Chiefs was, defense, man. They, they it might was just everywhere. Hit. It, it was weird harder. because Diggs did get stripped, but then Josh Allen, his fumble, he looked like he kind of just dropped it. It didn't look like it got whacked yeah. out. It looked like he kind of had it tucked, and it just, he just his hand kind of slipped or whatever, and he, and he dropped it. 
So I don't know. I like the Chiefs defense did play very well. Um, while Buffalo was able to put together long drives, the Chiefs defense did enough to hold them in the end. And I think that's really all that matters. Uh, I was wrong about Buffalo, about my prediction. I, do you guys think Buffalo is ever going to beat Kansas City in a big game? Or was this kind of the final straw where it was well, like, they, this was the year for Buffalo at this, home? I don't see how they get better like after this, unless they make like a huge splash. Like, what's where do you go from here? Do you run it back with like the same core? Is it going to be any different next year? I don't think so. I personally think they need a coaching change, and I don't think McDermott yeah. is like a an awful coach who should definitely be fired. I wouldn't be surprised if they retain him because they've won so many games with them, and they've won the AFC East for, what, three years in a row or something. But the fake punt was ridiculous, I thought. <laughs> I mean, going for it there isn't ridiculous, but just going run for it like play, The play call. The play yeah, call's bad. Just, yeah. If you're going to do that, bad. just like uh, it's it was mind-numbing. Yeah, and uh, Romo pointed out the Chiefs had 10 guys on defense, and that might have been why they did it. But why would DeMar Hamlin, who, who's not an offensive player, be the guy who you give it to? And also, like, it just wasn't there at all, no I matter hate, how many guys. I hate direct snaps on, yeah. on fake punts. I hate them. They never fucking work. They never work. I swear to God, direct snaps are the worst like fake special teams play that you can call. If you're going to let your – like, if you're going to call a fake anything – Call fake punt and let your punter make a throw. Like that, I think, has a much higher success rate than getting a direct snap where you're already five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Now you guys got to go 10 yards yeah. uh, through a special teams line. I just, I hate the play call. Hated it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I also think, I, I saw this comparison the other day and I liked it a lot. It's a cross sports reference. Mark Jackson for the Warriors, Sean McDermott for the Bills. Hear me out. Mm. Mark Jackson was a good coach for the Warriors. He developed Stephen Clay and Draymond. They were a good team, but they weren't getting over the hump until Steve Kerr got there and opened up the offense. And Steph Curry and Clay became the Splash Bros. Draymond became a Defensive Player of the Year type of guy. I think that could be the case for the Bills. Like Sean McDermott's a fine coach. Maybe some people would say he's not fine. I would say he's a fine coach. I think they need to go out and get someone who can really be like the Josh Allen whisperer and and open up the offense. And just make it completely unstoppable because we know Josh has the talent, um, but it seems like he still has a little bit of decision making issues. Um, and and I think if the Bills are able to make that move, they will be able to beat the Chiefs eventually. I do think this current iteration of the Bills with Diggs is probably over. I think in the next couple years, it might be a little bit of a rebuilding phase or a retooling phase, I guess you could call it. Um, I think you're going to. If the if the Bills are to beat the Chiefs in the future, it's going to be with very different names on their roster than you see right now. But Josh Allen's so good for all the shit I give him and and all the the trash talk that I I give you guys about the turnovers and the decision making. He's he's an awesome quarterback, and if they can put the right pieces around him, if they can get the right coach with him, I do think they'll be able to beat the Chiefs in the future. Just maybe not the super near future. You want to know what's interesting that I was just thinking about? The Bills had so many injuries on defense. Like, if you're the Bills and you're Sean McDermott and you're thinking like, okay, we just lost the Chiefs in one of the, you know, one in, in an instant classic playoff game, divisional round, with a very, very banged up defense and your second option on offense on, on the outside uh, and Gabe Davis was out. 
So I, I like I think there's a thought of we could have beat them if we were fully healthy, but obviously injuries is a part of football. Or it's part of any sport, but obviously specifically football. But I do think there's that thought in Buffalo where it's like if we were fully healthy, we could have beat that team. Yeah. Yeah. So which is why they might they just might run it back with the same group. Yeah, but it's like they didn't do it. They haven't done it like the last four years. Like I get this team is better than it has been, but I mean, like, really think like Terrell Bernard was going to make that big of a difference. Like, yeah, the Chiefs also had injuries on defense early on. Yeah, Um, Trent McDuffie left. Nick Bolton left. It's I don't know. I'd sad day. It's just just a thought. Just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah. No. It's. uh, Interesting. I have, a, I have a fun stat, by the way. Yeah, let's hear so, it. So, Stefan Diggs obviously has been kind of a, a hot name in the media right now because he kind of vanished. So, the last 10 Bills games, Sh- Shakir has 40 more yards than Stefan Diggs. He has 462 to Stefan Diggs' is 422 on 43 Ooh. less targets. Ooh. 43 less targets. How do, how does that happen, Diggs? What is going on? I don't I don't get it. A lot of people haven't heard of Shakir until you just said his name. So Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know how it happens. Diggs has been really bad uh over the back half of the season. We talked about it before. Like I was wondering if that's gonna I asked you guys if that's gonna, you know, be a, a cause for why they lose. And I mean we were talking about how the run game they could lean on and they did lean on. Um but but Diggs and Allen not being on the same page, or maybe just Diggs not having his best performances, definitely came back to bite them. I think we definitely got to talk about the Chiefs. We've kind of covered the Bills. I thought Mahomes played an excellent game. An excellent game. I don't know if he made uh, any real mistakes. Kelsey finally woke up. I think that was yeah. that was the huge difference for me in this game. And it could be you know part of the linebackers being out uh, for the Bills and that defense being injured and and their top cover guys who would have been on Kelsey not being able to play. But Kelsey's performance in that touchdown um, where he just barely got over the goal line, I think that when I saw that, I was like, okay, this this Chiefs offense is not the Chiefs offense that you know we were seeing for a lot of the season where they looked really stale and stagnant. Yeah, I mean, Kadarius Tony was out. That's, probably- <laughs> That's a positive, yeah. <laughs> MVS? MVS showed up. Dude, what the fuck, MVS? You're the worst run blocker of all time. You don't statistically. catch... Statistically, you don't catch anything. And now you show up and make me look like a fool? I mean, I was asking myself, what does MVS even do? And now he shows up. He's like two really long catches, contested catches. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my takeaway uh, from the Chiefs, besides all the reasons you guys mentioned, uh, Nicole Hardman, um, two touches, two fumbles. Mm, uh, one of them was out lost out of the back of the end zone, and the other one was recovered by the Chiefs. I this ah, man, like if Kelsey didn't show up, obviously he did, but if Kelsey didn't show up, like this offense is still is still struggling with with weapon and personnel. That's why I think you know we'll do the preview episode on Thursday, but I think the Ravens are. Um, are going to take care of business against against this Chiefs offense. I I don't know if you can even blame McCall Hardman. Like I just think you just shouldn't involve McCall Hardman in a game like this, and definitely not in a spot like that when you're trying to go in and score. Like why are we running jet sweep to McCall Hardman? Let's just let's give it to Pacheco, the guy who looks like he can run through a brick wall 
at any moment. Why don't we yeah. just give it to Pacheco or maybe let Mahomes yeah. and Kelsey? They get too it cute out. like all the time. It. I mean, it. You. They have two rings, so like. Yeah, I know, too but much. I'm saying like with this season. With this the season, they have they have definitely gotten too cute in the wrong times. Um. All right. Anything else? Do we want to suck off Mahomes, or or do we not even need to? Is it just self-explanatory? Like that's like that's a, it's a given. It's a given. It's a given. He's right. inevitable, I guess. He is inevitable. He's inevitable. Okay, let's go to where should we go? Bucks let's Lions. Go Packers. Let's go Packers. I want to talk okay. about Packers. All right, let's talk the pack. My takeaway for this game was that both quarterbacks were just awful. I thought all game both these guys just struggled. Purdy was underthrowing, overthrowing, ball was slipping out of his hands. He was trying to get a grip on it with his tiny little baby hands. He couldn't. Um, mm. I thought he played a terrible game, and Jordan Love looked very young. Two bad picks, one at the end. What what were you guys seeing? Um, yes, Purdy can't play in weather. That's just it, that's <laughs> yeah. becoming very, very, very obvious. Uh, he struggles with his little baby hands grabbing the football in in bad weather. But uh, my main takeaway from this game, Debo Samuel is was was out for the majority of this game. Um, don't know his status for next week, but if Debo's out, man, this this is going to be a really tough road for the Niners and Brock Purdy. Um, but I do, I, I hope he's back, but you saw what their offense was like without a Debo in the regular season. And obviously it, it, you know, it showed again in this game, they need him on the field because he's a key part of everything that they do, obviously on, on offense. He's, uh, you know, he's returning kicks. He's in the backfield. He's out wide. He can do literally everything on offense and not having him is, is just a huge blow. And we, and we saw it. Yeah. And Debo is obviously a huge blow and, Purdy just looked like uncomfortable. Like he looked, he looked like Mr. Elvin. He looked like an undraft or almost undrafted rookie who was just, you know, who felt like the moment was too big. But then it didn't really matter because when it mattered most, he got his team down in position to score. And then McCaffrey scored the go ahead touchdown and he looked fine. So I, I'm not like too worried about the Niners. McCaffrey is amazing. I'm, I, th- I think they need Debo back like badly. I hope he plays in the NFC Championship, but we will see. But they had guys step up. Jawan Jennings stepped up. Ayuk was kind of quiet. McCaffrey had 12 targets. I mean, just absurd. Kittle was good, and they they got it done. I mean, God, if Jordan Love doesn't throw that like errant pass at the end, we could be having a totally different conversation. Yeah, that was that was a very, very rookie looking mistake i don't know how much time was on the clock but more than enough to not make like a yeah seconds. more than more than enough yeah to, to not make some desperation first down like that um i thought i mean green bay was a damn good team i thought in in they're these set in up these playoffs for, they're set up basically <laughs> i mean who like they're the youngest team in the league and they went toe-to-toe with probably the best team in the league and they have their franchise guy they have their coach they have a really good young receiving core. Romeo Dobbs is like he's the man. He's a beast. He's all over the place. Yeah. He's really good. Jaden Reed is really good. And Luke Musgrave. Musgrave. Do you guys remember Christian Watson? Yeah. What happened to him? I he's supposed to be their one. He was supposed to be the guy. He had two he was, targets, one catch for eleven yards. Yeah, he was my guy in fantasy this year. He was injured like all year. He might have had a good uh, game against the Cowboys though. Although I guess everyone did. 
I don't know. Pretty, pretty much. Ever, yeah. Except for except oh, for Jaden. No, Reed. he he didn't have a good game. So everyone except him. <laughs> he had oh, one okay. catch again. I don't know, but he should be part of that young core. I mean, he's at least talented. He's fast and very big. talented, very fast. It just kind of like fizzled out. I don't know. It's very strange. But so I, you know, you, you, I'm sure you guys have seen the memes about how Green Bay has another star quarterback that can't beat the Niners. Yeah. That narrative is, and I, I think to just say it now, obviously people making memes and like the media, it's what they do. But like the Packers were not given a chance in this game. Like they were 10 point underdogs coming into this game, going to San Francisco. Like no one gave them a chance. And the fact that Jordan Love with the youngest team in the in the NFL, like you guys were just saying, went toe to toe with the Niners. It's really impressive. Like, I don't, you know, obviously it was a bad rookie-ish mistake uh, towards the end of the game, but I don't want to take away anything from what the Packers did this season and what they did to Dallas in the playoffs at Dallas, at Jerry's World. Um, so I'm, I'm very thoroughly impressed with this Packers team and excited to watch them next year. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I, I said, you know, both quarterbacks played really bad, and I, I believe that, but I don't think that takes away anything from what they accomplished and from what Jordan Love showed He's still super talented. He just had a tough game against a really good defense in bad conditions. So he'll be back. They're going to be pretty good. They're going to be very trendy, I think, going into next year, too, in terms of storylines and, and you know, long shot picks and all that stuff. All right. Let's go to Bucks lions This was a very fun game. Um, lions end up winning 31-23. There was some, like, Twitter controversy after after the game about – the the Lions like taking a knee too soon yeah. and the Buccaneers had a timeout and they didn't use it and they could have extended the game. I don't really understand it. So I I don't I don't really want to talk about it. We can just gloss over it. I wanted to mention it. Um I, I think the game was over. I don't know. I don't know what was no, going no, on. Wait, 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 wait. Can I mention it? Because I yeah. I actually this is just the TikTok that I just made. So basically, um Todd Bowles for some reason didn't take a timeout to force the Lions to kick like a 50-something yard, like a 49-yard field goal for some yeah. reason. He was just like, oh, well, they were going to kick the field goal and make it, and then like it was going to be two-possession game, and it would be over. What if they missed the field goal, Todd Bowles? What There's if 30 that seconds left, yeah, right? Didn't they? Yeah, yeah. You have Mike Evans. You have at least a shot at the end zone, like a, a Hail Mary. At least two, probably. If you get tackled in bounds, at, at least two. So here's what I think happened. The Lions had the ball with 130. The Bucks had one timeout. Yeah. The Lions take a knee. The Bucks. So basically, if the if the Lions used the cl- the clock correctly, they bleed 40 this, seconds off each time. Yeah, this one they would have left. They would have left 11 seconds on the clock on fourth down. And usually, if there's 11 seconds left, teams will do the thing where they drop back. The O line holds; they just yeah. hold the ball and throw it up, and the game's over. So Bowles was like, "All right, they're probably just going to do that. It'll be fine." But then Goff took both knees with like 20 seconds on the play clock. Yeah. So, so I think both Goff and Bowles fucked up. Bowles fucked up by not taking the timeout after the third down knee, and Goff fucked up by taking them way too early. I don't know what that was. I don't know. Maybe there was like a concession from Bowles to just be like, "Yeah, we're good." But I don't know. So weird. That's so that's that's what it must have been because if as soon as Tampa Bay didn't take their timeout and Bolton used their timeout after the first knee, I think everybody on the line side of the ball was like, they're not going to use it. Like game's over. Right. But, so funny. that's he could have like, he he had yeah, thirty he, seconds. It's very funny because it's like the exact opposite of like what Sean Payton has done sometimes, where he like takes every single timeout in between knees 
like for absolutely no reason. And Todd Bowles, He's such a dick. I, yeah, I'm, the I'm worst. just by the way, fuck Sean Payton. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out fuck Sean him. Payton. <laughs> anyway, after that, <laughs> like, why would you not? It's it's just so strange. I I don't understand. I get it if Goff had used all the clock and you don't care about the 11 seconds because they could have probably just bled the clock. But he fucked Goff fucked up. Like no, you no, no, I know Goff. Jared Goff did fuck that up, but Todd Bowles didn't take advantage of that. I know that's what I'm saying. So odd. Yeah, I I don't know. All right, let's talk about the game. Um, the Bake Show man, he Mm. he had an electric playoffs. Um, ended with three touchdowns, two picks, 349 yards. Mike Evans had a pretty dominant game after having kind of a weird start. I thought he had a couple drops. One of them led to a pick. Uh, the Bucks were fun. The Lions, though, again, just the the offense keeps showing how legit they are. What what were you guys thinking throughout this game? Yeah, I obviously I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. I kind of said at the beginning of the season that you know he's got some spark left, and he absolutely showed it. Um, one of those picks wasn't on him. One of those picks, like Jordan alluded to, was the Mike Evans drop pass across the middle on third and like twelve or third and eighteen, some other, some some third and long. Um, but I thought uh, the run games were were dominant. Uh, I was I was really um, you know excited to see. Jameer Gibbs finally just come out and be an absolute stud uh, within the run game. Um, broke off a few major plays. Uh, gave him, you know, gave him a big lead. I think that's. I think he scored the touchdown to put him up fourteen, or put him up seven, and then Amon Ross scored something like that. Um, but Jameer Gibbs was unbelievable. This O line continues to impress. Um, they handled the stunts and the in the blitzes from Tampa Bay very well. Um, and I, it just it never ceases to amaze me how good Mike Evans is for the for the Bucks. Like he's had a thousand yard season every year he's been in the NFL, or something like that. I think that's a stats wick, right? Ten straight years. He's had ten straight years with a thousand yards, and I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. I mean, the jump ball that Baker threw at him across the middle, where he kind of just went up and took it over the corner's head, was so impressive. So this was such a phenomenal game, uh, offensively, offensive masterclass by both teams, and now the Lions are playing in an NFC Championship game. So. What is like concern for the Lions secondary and defense overall still or or getting better? No, oh, I'm very concerned. I okay. I I I mean we'll talk about this on Thursday, but I think the Niners might just like shred them. Interesting. Okay. Uh like, any well, other I, I think um the Lions did look good. Jameer Gibbs is awesome. I mean, he averaged he had 74 rushing yards and he only had nine carries. So he had eight, he had over eight yards a carry. He was amazing. He had a 31 yard run and he just, he looks like the better back week in and week out over Montgomery. Obviously they sort of have different skill sets, but I mean, the lions, like who would have thought I, Butsy was right. I, yeah, Butsy, Butsy knew I, I'm surprised they're here. I'm happy for Detroit. This is very fun for Detroit. They obviously deserve this after years of suffering, but I just, I don't know if they can keep up with San Francisco. Yeah, well, I mean, we did. Yeah, I don't know. We thought the Cowboys were pretty legit yeah. too, and, and they we, yeah, we thought <laughs> the Cowboys faltered. would be good. I thought, I thought the Bucks would win like three games this year. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I what do I know? Honestly, the win over the Rams. I think the Lions almost you could argue got outplayed. I think a lot of people would say that yeah. the Lions got outplayed and just ended up, you know, the, having the ball bounce their way and made just a couple more plays at the end. Um, but the, yeah, the Lions absolutely deserve to be there. Beating the Rams, I think, was 
a much more challenging task than this Bucks team, where it was kind of a, a talent mismatch. Um, Jameer Gibbs, I don't know what it is with him. It, it, if they're like scared because he's young and like a little bit slim and not the biggest, you know, most physically imposing guy. I don't know why they don't use him more. Like nine touches or nine nine carries. I he averaged eight yards a carry, and I know Montgomery's good, but he was not having a good a good game. He had ten for thirty three and an average of three point three yards per carry. Um, I don't know why they don't use Gibbs like like he's their best player because he, you could make an yeah, argument is is their most explosive definitely their best player. weapon. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's go to the final game. Texans versus Ravens. Texans hung around for a half, um, but after that, the C.J. Stroud magic kind of fizzled out. It was 10-10 and a half, and the the touchdown for the Texans was a punt return, so the Houston offense definitely struggled, which was kind of shocking after seeing them th- hang 45 on the Browns. Um, is this more about the, the Ravens just being awesome, or did the Texans just totally blow this? Ravens are so awesome. Like, the Ravens are ridiculously awesome right now. The Texans didn't even run a play inside of the Ravens' 25-yard line all game. Literally did not even get close to the red zone. So, I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with Baltimore. Um, You know, Queen and who's the other guy? Fucking Patrick Queen and uh, Roquan Smith Smith continue to just be the best linebacker duo in the NFL. Um, They just hold down that defense. And... The Ravens' defense seems to, like, have some sort of edge to it. Like, they seem to have that kind of old-school Ravens edge where it's like, we're going to fucking hit you and we're going to hit you again and we're just going to, you know, do anything to stop you. And they bring four or five guys on gang tackles. Like, they just seem to be on a different level mentally. Um, Kind of what we used to see with, like, Ray Lewis, just hard-hitting, aggressive defense. And their defensive coordinator – uh, has done a phenomenal job this year. This Ravens defense gave up, I think, 16 points a game or 16 and a half points a game, which is the fewest in the NFL uh, this season. He's going to have a head coaching job after this year too. Um, he's got to, even though he's like 36 or 30, I think maybe 36. Um, he's been with Harbaugh for 10 years or for nine years, I think. And then he worked for Michigan as a D coordinator in 2021 for a year under uh, John, uh, Jim Harbaugh and then went back to John Harbaugh and the Ravens and now is the DC and is doing a, a fantastic job but Lamar is also awesome on the other side of the ball like he is still so electric uh, these young receivers and Isaiah likely just being you know a just a Dog. great backup to Mark Andrews going down is ridiculous like I would never see him being you know never guess that he would be this good but he's been phenomenal in Mark Andrews absences um, in his absence uh, these receivers continue to play great. So I mean, I, I would, I would waver to pick the uh, anybody against the Ravens right now. Like I think the Ravens are the best in football. Mm. So yeah, I, the I I don't want the Ravens to win, obviously, but it like, it feels like it's so likely at this point because they are so. I mean, Mike McDonald has his defense flying around. I saw this like video. I was watching some like film, like pass rush stunt breakdown thing. I don't know. And they, I've never seen this before. Mike McDonald apparently does this. He'll have like Justin Matabike, their like 280 something pound defensive tackle, take on the guard. And then they'll have Roquan Smith go up the A gap. And like Devin Singletary will be like ready to block him. And then Roquan Smith will just take out the guard. 
and then they'll have the defensive tackle come out and it'll just confuse the fuck out of everyone. And I, I was like, holy, holy shit, that is really cool. <laughs> like, that is really smart. And, I mean, yeah, like, it's the best linebackers in the league. It's the best probably pass rush. And when you have that, your secondary is only going to get better. It's only going to get harder to throw. And especially when you're switching coverages, if you turn your back to the defense, it's 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 almost impossible. And when you combine that with the MVP on the other side, who like cannot be tackled, I mean, literally cannot be tackled. He is Houdini basically with the ball in his hands, and a pretty solid run game. It wasn't like fantastic, I would say. We saw Dalvin Cook. That yeah, was that was, was cool. I, I think was, cool. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I I think I mean. The run game itself, maybe not fantastic, but Lamar having 100 yards. Yeah, know. I mean, Lamar is the run game. Combination I think the run of... game is still solid, though. Like with oh, Gus it's, Edwards, it's like, great. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's Gus still Edwards great. didn't get hurt, and he left. But, I mean, no one really had, like, a massive day through the air. I mean, Zay Flowers had 41, likely had 34 and a touchdown. Bateman had 39. Like, that was the highest. Yeah, cause they and had two twenty nine on the ground. Because no, I know. I'm saying like I'm it's saying so it, I'm sick. saying it doesn't it's matter. So like they don't even have to throw. Like Lamar only threw twenty two passes, one hundred fifty yards, and like I'm not holding against him because he doesn't need to throw. Because it doesn't matter because they can just be so good on the ground. So it's I mean it's it's like almost a death sentence if you go down towards the with against the Ravens and they have the ball because it's just so hard to stop the run. That being said, I. I don't know who's going to win next weekend. I'll, I'll pick on Thursday, but I kind of want the Chiefs to win. <laughs> I, I don't know. I Yeah, I think the Ravens' highlight of their team is their defense, but we could go on and on about their offensive stats for days. To me, they are just the most complete team in football. Like, yeah, you, 100%. I have – I mean, we could probably talk in circles all day and try to find a weakness for this team and so. probably won't be able to. Like, they have the best kicker in the league, too, mind you. Um, <laughs> probably a solid punter, but do they ever fucking punt? Not really. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think this Ravens team has little to no weakness. If you want to say maybe their secondary is a weakness without Marlon Humphrey, um, Kyle Hamilton is still sick. The like, haters Kyle would Hamilton say – It's unreal. The haters would say, and I wouldn't say this, but the haters would say that if you contain Lamar and make him a pocket passer that – He's not oh. amazing at that. Good but I wouldn't that. say that. Oh. Good. All right, this Jordan, this <laughs> is your Ravens. Take. This is your this is your Ravens hate week. But also, good luck to anybody trying to contain Lamar Jackson. Like, just yeah. good luck. No, but, I agree. But but Patrick Mahomes, good luck trying to contain him. <laughs> yeah, true. But I will say the the Chiefs just gave up seventy two yards to Josh Allen, who is probably the second best running quarterback. They gave up one eighty two on the ground to the Bills. That's a problem. The The Chiefs' run defense yeah. did not look great. They made some adjustments adjustments in the second half and, and started to uh, figure some things out. But, man, Lamar might do some heinous things on the ground to them, too. So, we will see. Um, all right, anything else? We only have that was an awesome weekend. It was an awesome weekend of football. Like, so awesome. Made up for last weekend. You saw I'm in, I'm in a sports writing class and we walk in and you know teacher was was we were talking about uh the weekend's games and he was like oh it's way better than last weekend you know like yeah. the divisional round is always better than wild card weekend and we yeah. reminded why this weekend so I I mean we we only have three NFL games left 
Wow, that's sad. I know. It sucks. Sad. Sad. It's fun though. You got to enjoy them. You can't think. No. You, yeah. Because if you don't, you know, thirty-one teams are going to be disappointed. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. We we will wrap it here. We'll be back hopefully on Thursday with our uh, championship game predictions. Thank you for listening and stay tuned. Peace.